This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett. On this episode, an author and biblical prophecy expert decodes the Antichrist and the end times. How will the Antichrist utilize artificial intelligence? Oh my goodness, he's going to use it much like China is using it right now on their people. They have like a hundred million cameras with facial recognition and they also they connect to your social media and if they don't like your social media well then you can't get a passport you can't take an airplane you can't take a train you can't own a pet they're totally controlling their people through artificial intelligence this podcast is brought to you by paranormal contractors maybe you have a problem and you don't feel comfortable discussing it with friends or co-workers there's something going on in your home or business but you can't explain maybe it's dare i say something paranormal something demonic this is no time to be dealing with amateur ghost hunters you need to bring in the professionals. Paranormal Contractors is a division of crime and trauma scene cleaners, and they use the latest technology to investigate, authenticate, and remediate your ghost or demon problem. Call 1-866-724-0800, 1-866-724-0800, or email them at paranormalcontractors at gmail.com and tell them Richard sent you. Check out their YouTube channel, Paranormal Contractors, for things that go bump in the night. Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serres. Pursuing the truth wherever it leads. Exposing evil and corruption and the secret machinations of powerful elites. Revealing the high strangeness beneath the surface of our supposed reality. Coming to you from his studio beneath the stairs, here's Richard Serrett. Welcome to your Wednesday. Pastor Mark Biltz is standing by to discuss the Antichrist. Who might he be? Is he here now? What will the tribulation be like? The Antichrist, of course, is the ultimate enemy of Jesus Christ, and according to Christian tradition, he will reign terribly in the period prior to the Last Judgment. Pastor Biltz will also delve into the connection between artificial intelligence and the Antichrist and the Mark of the Beast. Some people actually think Bitcoin is the work of the Antichrist. 
And the idea is that cryptocurrency is linked to the Christian book of Revelation, where Bitcoin is considered to be the mark of the beast, which of course originates in a story in the Bible's New Testament and says that earthly beings will need to get a mark on their bodies in order to buy basic necessities. And this mark will be compulsory for everyone, the great, the small, the poor, and the rich. And someone on YouTube actually posted a video where he claimed that Bitcoin is actually the spawn of rogue artificial intelligence, or perhaps aliens, using the cryptocurrency's network to take over the world. Mark Biltz is founder of El Shaddai Ministries in Washington State. He's a well-known and popular commentator on the Feasts of the Lord and has produced a series of DVDs on the feasts that have gone around the world. His research and theories have earned him guest appearances on both radio and television, as well as the cover of magazines. Biltz has also written a best-selling book called Blood Moons, decoding the imminent heavenly signs, revealing a link between charts of solar and lunar eclipses from NASA's website with Israel's history, the biblical feast days, and signs in the heavens, drawing clear similarities between them lining up through history. His latest book is called Decoding the Antichrist and the End Times. Pastor Mark Biltz, welcome to Conspiracy Unlimited. How are you? Hey, doing great, Richard. Thank you so much for allowing me to be on your program. My pleasure. It's a controversial topic in some quarters. I mean, not with me, but there are a lot of, of people, even some nominal Christians, that don't believe in the idea of an antichrist. They, they say, well, anyone who denies Christ technically is an antichrist, but there isn't one specific antichrist. What do you say to those people? Well, I, I think they're not biblically informed. Uh, I think there is not only a single Antichrist that's coming, but I believe there's an Antichrist system. Uh, and the Apostle John said there were many Antichrists in his age. Uh, and to me, it's a, it's a whole system of lawlessness. Previous Antichrists. So, for example, would, would Hitler have been an Antichrist? Would, I don't know, Saddam Hussein have been considered an Antichrist? Oh, I think so. I think Hitler was a type of Haman, a Haman in the book of Esther. His whole idea was to legalize lawlessness. That's why I describe it. If they just legalize ethnic cleansing, then it's okay. Uh, and that's what they did in Germany. And, uh, you know, the people that want to commit genocide is definitely an antichrist spirit. Talk to me about what's happening now, you know, this legalizing of lawlessness. Sure. I see the, the legalizing of drugs, the legalizing of prostitution, the legalizing of abortion. There's a lot of things where people believe if make it a law, then the conscience is fine. I know a lady whose daughter uh, doesn't mind getting an abortion, she says, because it's legal. And so they, therefore it's moral as far as they're concerned. Right. I mean, we're seeing, uh, I mean, I, obviously I didn't bring you on to talk about abortion, but while we're on the subject... We are seeing an absolute ramping up. I mean, now we're talking about virtually legalizing infanticide. Oh, exactly. And, and yet building a wall on our southern border is considered immoral by the same people who say it's okay for infanticide. So this is the spirit of the Antichrist. This is, this is a sign then that he is, he's on the scene. Is he here now? Has he been born? I, I would not be surprised if the uh, Antichrist is alive and well. Uh, the Antichrist system is alive and well. You know, he's supposed to receive a blow to the head, and it could be at that time, is he possessed? 
you know, and becomes the Antichrist. So, but in, in one sense, this whole concept of, well, I like to give the example of a driverless car. They have decided there's driverless cars all over the place right now, and they've decided they have to give a moral compass to this computer so that if all of a sudden a deer is running across the road and it has to decide, do we hit the deer, do we instead swerve and run over two children, or do we swerve off the cliff and kill the passenger? They're having to come up with a moral compass, and it's this whole thing of – uh, like transhumanism, and uh, who wants a computer determining our moral values? Right, right. I want to circle back and talk about our artificial intelligence later, but you mentioned the Antichrist and receiving a blow to the head. Let's go to Revelation and, and talk to me about what we know about the Antichrist. What, what does Revelation tell us about who he is, what he's like? Well, what's fascinating, uh, there are over 600 verses in the book of Revelation that refer to the Old Testament. And so you can't really understand Revelation without understanding the Old Testament, as well as taking the whole New Testament in context. And the Apostle John said that when he said there were many antichrists, he said they came out from among us. This makes it sound like an antichrist is go- the, the antichrist and the antichrist spirit can come from Christianity rather than from paganism or uh, Islam or Judaism, uh, which comes as a shock. But the, the same thing comes that becomes as an angel of light, his ministers, as ministers of righteousness. And so in Revelation, when the Antichrist, going now back to Revelation, when the Antichrist and the false prophet are around, I bet they're going to come across like they're the two witnesses, Elijah and Moses. And I think they're going to play off Elijah and Moses as the Antichrist and the false prophet. So the false prophet, is he similar to John, who baptized Christ? I, I don't know exactly how many days, weeks, months. Uh, separate them, but I know they're uh, together at one time when they kill the two witnesses that are supposed to be, you know, uh, some say Moses and Elijah, some say other people. But they're going to be around at the very same time, and just like Elijah called fire down from heaven, the false prophet's going to be fired down from heaven. Uh, And just like Moses turned the water to blood and brought plagues, the real Moses is supposed to do that in Revelation. And then it says everyone rejoices when uh, the two witnesses, the, Mo- the real Moses and Elijah, are killed because they were the one tormenting the earth. So a lot of people are thinking the Antichrist and the false prophet are going to be tormenting the earth when Revelation implies it's really going to be the two witnesses, and then everyone's going to rejoice uh, when they're killed. And then they're going to think the false prophet and the Antichrist are the Moses and Elijah that have come back to restore peace and order. Now, this is something that's always fascinated me. How, Because if I'm not mistaken, the Antichrist has to be accepted by Christians as the Messiah. He has to be yeah, accepted. So. He has to be accepted by Jews as their Messiah. He has to be accepted by Muslims as the twelfth Imam, right? Well, that's what's fascinating. I don't know if everyone is going to agree. It does say he's going to have rule over the whole earth, but I think a lot of it will be forced. But I think the Antichrist is going to come across like a King Solomon. That's the key. King Solomon, all these Christians think he was wonderful, but he was, uh, I believe, more of a type of Antichrist, because everything that God said the king was not to do, that's what Solomon did. 
As a matter of fact, he received 666 talents of gold every year came into his kingdom, and he was the first king of Israel to introduce child sacrifice. Hmm. So the book of Revelation describes him. I mean, he's quite a striking figure, right? He's, he's handsome as all get out. Yes, I think that the Antichrist is going to be a lot like King Solomon. I think he'll be famous, he'll be wealthy, uh, he'll have a lot of wisdom, but the wisdom is going to be perverted, just like Solomon perverted his wisdom. Uh, and that's why I think people are going to be deceived. I think they're going to vote him into office almost. But I, I, like you said, uh, I think that uh, you know some of the Jews may not accept him, and some of Islam may not accept him. Uh, and there may be some Christians who don't, uh, but he's going to definitely implement a one-world system where everyone's going to be forced to obey, whether they obey willingly or not is the question. Will he be a political figure? Because this has been a subject of great debate. Some have said, oh, you know, he might be the, the new Holy Roman Emperor coming out of a united Europe. Others have said that he will arise from the Middle East. Others have said he'll be a religious leader, some, you know, the, the head of the United Nations. What, where will he arise? On what type of stage? Will it be political, religious? I think it'll be probably mostly uh, political. And I think the, the key is he's going to have the power. And this is why I think the Antichrist could be a human cyborg be a human who has all of these uh, enhancements with brain chips and different things, and he has all of this wisdom uh, that people are going to follow him. Fascinating. What do you think about the United Nations? Could he come from the United Nations? Oh, I think I don't know. He he very well might. I'm open to a lot of options to see because I, there's one thing that I know, and that is there's a lot I don't know. <laughs> but I I I do. I look for patterns. Is what I look for. Whether he's coming out of the United Nations or out of a, a religious institution or a civil institution, I almost think he'll be a leader of big business. I think he, just like uh, President Trump was never a politician, and look where he's at now. Right. I, I think it's going to be almost the same thing. It's going to be someone out of the blue, probably a very wealthy businessman. I mean, you take uh, the head of Amazon or the head of Google or someone that gets some kind of a brain implant, and also they come across like they can solve all the problems in the Middle East. I almost think most people despise politicians anymore, and many despise uh, religious leaders as well. Uh, I almost think they're looking for a businessman who they think has the wisdom uh, maybe to solve all the world's problems. And he has to negotiate a false peace, right, between Israel and Israel's enemies. Talk to me about that. Uh, you're exactly right. You're exactly right. And this is where I go back to Solomon again. People, I mean, even when Muslims fight Muslims, they blame Israel. And uh, people are looking to solve that Middle East problem. And if someone comes in like a Solomon, the one thing Solomon was known for is, in his wisdom was uh, wanting to cut a baby in half. The Antichrist is going to want to cut the baby in half and create a two-state solution. And whoever, whoever, I believe, is leading this two-state solution in Israel, I think could very well potentially become the Antichrist. Become the Antichrist. So if the Antichrist is, is alive today and, and is walking around in a, in a business suit, does he know that he's the Antichrist? I, I don't think so yet. I, I think he hasn't been possessed fully. I, I think what's going to happen almost is he may end up 
having a wound to the head like it talks about, and then he comes back to life demonically possessed. That's how it happens, I see, because he is supposed to be performing these miracles, including his own resurrection of sorts, if you will, and is to suffer this seemingly fatal head wound. And and this and is going to happen... Right. This is going to happen like live on national television or something, isn't it? Well, this is the first time in history it could on global television. Everyone could see something like this happen. It could be like an assassination attempt on this world leader. And who knows? I mean, they've they've come out with all of these uh, brain implants and things that can restore uh, people back. Who knows if he might not have something that can restore brain function and all of us. I mean, the technology today is mind-blowing. Right, right. The tribulation. Walk me through how this works. Does the Antichrist arrive on the scene before the tribulation, or does he announce himself during the tribulation? How does this happen? Okay, sure. I think that the first thing that's going to happen is going to be a seven-year covenant made, uh, a peace agreement. And then the first three and a half years are supposed to be somewhat peaceful, but I think it's a a real false peace. And during those first three and a half years, that is when uh, the two witnesses are supposed to be testifying. And then in the middle of that, uh, then comes the Antichrist and the false prophet, kills them, and then all hell breaks loose uh, the last three and a half years. Now, some people separate it in terms of saying the first half is you know, a not-so-bad tribulation, and the last half is the Great Tribulation. And, and at some point, the Antichrist walks into the, to what will be the Third Temple, into the Holy yes, of Holies, I believe right? there's a good chance we could have an announcement to rebuild the Temple in the next year and a half. Now, such an announcement alone could spark a Mideast war, could it not? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, guess what? You never have a peace until you have a war. And I think we have a false peace right now, and I wouldn't be surprised if sometime in this next year there's not a major war involving Israel, Hezbollah, and Iran, and at the end of that major war, they, there is some kind of a peace agreement signed. Well, you're being pretty but pers- I believe you're going to have a war first. You're being, a major war. Okay. You're being pretty precise with the timing of an announcement of the Third Temple. What What have you heard? What do you know? Well, there, there are some things that, that I definitely know from talking to people in Israel. Then there's also biblical patterns. The one thing is I have met with the head of the Temple Institute. I even have the blueprints of the Third Temple. And uh, they have um, everything pretty much ready. Uh, They've uh, got—the Levites are ready. They're going through the process of knowing what to do. The garments are made. Uh, They do know where the Ark of the Covenant is. Uh, But uh, other than the big push that's going now on in Israel by uh, a few who want to have the temple, is the biblical pattern. When you look at Zechariah— well, Revelation 6, since we're talking about Revelation 6, that's the four horsemen of the apocalypse— well, that comes from Zechariah chapter 6, is the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Well, in Zechariah chapter 1 is when the red horse of war is released, okay? Well, when you read Zechariah 1, you see the red horse of war was released after the second year of Darius, at the end of the 70th year of captivity. 
Well, guess what? We have just ended the 70th year of Israel being a nation, and they just ended the second year of the Trump administration. He's the one that pushed the embassy to be moved to Jerusalem. Could he also be the one to proclaim the temple should be rebuilt, which is exactly what uh, Cyrus said? And the timing is incredible. And there needs to be a, a red heifer born in Israel, I believe, that would be sacrificed uh, at, at the temple. Does such a red heifer exist? Well, uh, what's, they, I do believe red heifer uh, does exist now, but it has to be a minimum of a year old. So they're watching it to make sure it doesn't get any blemishes and no hairs turn white over this next year. Uh, so that's, that is exciting that uh, they say that it is there. And the, uh, the Ark of the Covenant, you say they, they know its location. Yes, they've never lost it. Christianity said it was lost, but the Jews have never lost it. The Jews in charge of it know where it is. Can you give us a hint? <laughs> <laughs> it's in Israel. <laughs> well, that narrows it down. <laughs> but yeah, they, they, they've always known where it is. They've never lost it. They just don't want to bring it out. Well, the vast majority of Jews don't want the temple. I mean, 95% of the Jews don't want a temple. The biggest hindrance to a temple isn't Islam or the Temple Mount. It's Israel. They don't want it. because It's the same thing like here in America with the ACLU. The government doesn't want the church telling them what to do. Well, the government in Israel and the secular don't want a Sanhedrin uh, telling them what to do. Uh, so they, I mean, there's different thoughts in Israel about whether they want a temple. This is why Moshe Dayan, the first thing he did in 67 war was give the Temple Mount back to Islam, because he didn't want the Jews to build a temple. Hi, friends. If you're a fan of this podcast or my weekly radio program, The Conspiracy Show, or my YouTube channel, Strange Planet, I hope you'll consider becoming an official donor. A donation of $50 a month places you in the Star Chamber. $20 a month is the whistleblower tier, and a donation of just $10 per month makes you a truth seeker. Star Chamber and Whistleblower members can participate in an exclusive monthly online chat or video conference with me. And all donors are entered into a monthly draw for Strange Planet merchandise. Any monthly amount is welcome and greatly appreciated. Since YouTube demonetized my channel, I need your support more than ever. To become an official donor, go to patreon.com forward slash strange planet. Patreon.com forward slash strange planet in another reality richard is a very strong and handsome man just not in our reality although i heard somebody passing him in the hall the other day and it was good good a handsome man richard is i made that up conspiracy unlimited with richard serrett pastor mark biltz is here the author of decoding the antichrist what, what is the Jewish uh, interpretation of end times? How do they see the end times? So uh, in Judaism, uh, they see two witnesses, like we do in Christianity, a Moses and Elijah coming back. But they see two messiahs, not one. They see a suffering servant messiah who's going to die. Uh, and then they see a conquering king messiah who's going to rule and reign. And where they get that from is uh, from the scriptures. They read in Zechariah how the... 
Messiah will come lowly riding on a donkey. But then they see in Daniel where he, he sees a vision of the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven, establishing a throne and kingdom. And they couldn't reconcile the two. And so they, they figured out, well, then maybe there's two messiahs, but that's where it comes from. Hmm. And, and, and then they have an Antichrist figure, too, kind of known as Armalus. Ah, tell me about him. Well, what's fascinating, and not every denomination, let's say, in Judaism uh, studies Armalus, but they see their Antichrist, they believe, is going to be the Christian Messiah. Now, of course, Christians, a lot of believe that their Antichrist is the Islamic Messiah. And in Islam, they believe their Antichrist is a Jewish Messiah. So it's like everyone's Antichrist is the other's Messiah, chasing each other's tail. Right, right. Uh, and hence the, uh, the root of our conflict. Exactly, exactly. And so it's, it's uh, interesting, because in Islam, they have an Antichrist known as the Dajjal, uh, and they believe that there's two Jesus coming. There's a fake Jesus and a real Jesus. And the way you know the difference is the fake Jesus loves the Jewish people. The real Jesus can't stand them. You know, that's how they're going to know the difference. Hmm. And, of course, the real Jesus, rather than arriving on the Mount of Olives, he lands in Damascus. Uh, so we mentioned, You mentioned earlier artificial intelligence. How will the Antichrist utilize artificial intelligence? Oh my goodness, he's going to use it much like China is using it right now on their people. They have like a hundred million uh, cameras with facial recognition, and they uh, also they connect to your social media. And if they don't like your social media, well, then you can't get a passport, you can't take an airplane, you can't take a train, you can't own a pet. They're totally controlling their people through artificial intelligence. It's, it's mind-blowing. And, and there's a guy that's running for president here in the United States named Andrew Yang, yes. who's from Taiwan, who wants to implement their system here. And the mark of the beast that we hear so much about, will that have something to do with artificial intelligence, do you suppose? I wouldn't be surprised if it isn't some kind of a computer implant. And the idea that you, you won't be able to buy or sell without it. I mean, we are, we're already, you know, moving in that direction now with you have uh, with debit cards that you, you don't even have to uh, insert and punch in your PIN number. You just tap them. I mean, what's next? I guess facial recognition to pay your bills, that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Scan your eyes. That's huge. And I, I really think that well, what's fascinating is in the Bible, the number 666, uh, it not really what it says. It says the word 666. And in the Greek, it can mean more than a number. It literally means to have a cut or an incision receiving a mark as proof of ownership. And if, you, if we have a cashless society, you can't buy, you can't sell, uh, you're, uh, you know, you're stuck because they want to catch all of the tax cheats. They want to catch all the drug dealers. There's all this money that floats around that they can't tax. Uh, and it's all about taxes for these governments. And so they, they want to regulate uh, the money flow. But we have to be, it has to be something that we have a choice, right? We either accept it or we don't. And many of these measures are being forced upon us. We really don't have a choice. Well, the, the choice will come down to, do you want to receive the chip or not? The chip, yes. And, and the, the, I say, here's the difference. When, when we study the Bible, 
In the book of Esther with Haman, it was all about annihilation. He just wanted to kill all the Jews. But Hanukkah is the story of assimilation. And I believe the Antichrist is going to come not to annihilate everybody. That won't be his goal. I think his goal will be to assimilate, like Chrislam, merging Christianity and Islam and Buddhism and Hinduism and all these, saying, look, all of you can worship your God, but you just have to worship me as the ultimate God. Right, right. And, and I think that's what the choice will end up being, whether, whether we do that or not. Well, that's interesting, because everyone does seem to be pushing ecumenicalism. Even the Pope, who recently met with um, an imam. I'm not sure where that was. Was it in Egypt? The Pope recently met with the Imam, and uh, they're talking about areas of common interest and so forth. Right, right. He definitely, yeah, yes. He met in an Arab country, and and he's trying to think, say that Allah of Islam is the same as the God of the Bible, which is impossible because Allah has no son as far as Islam goes. If the temple is going to be built, you believe in beginning in a year and a half then how soon after do you suppose the Antichrist... What is the timing of this? When when will the Antichrist make his presence known to us? Debut, huh? Yes. Well, I think that an announcement could come to start building the temple within a year and a half, but I think it may take about three and a half years to get it built. And so uh, it'll be about three and a half years later uh, when the temple is built that the Antichrist, I believe, will step on the scene. And at what point... Will he enter the uh, the third temple in the Holy of Holies, and and, and what, he'll pro- he'll proclaim himself Messiah, right? Yes, I believe that'll be a midpoint of the tri- of the seven year tribulation. For those of us who who pay any attention to the Bible and what it says, that move on his part will be so obvious to us. Well, this is the Antichrist. How could how could he at that point deceive so many people? Well, I think uh, because he's going to come across as holy and righteous, he's not going to come across as a mean ogre. And look at, you may have heard here in the United States how these parents were trying to help their kids, cheating to get them into a university, you know, and they were wealthy parents. Parents want to do whatever they can to help their kids. And I think uh, all these parents are going to want to implant their kids with chips because they want their kids to succeed. I think people are going to be knocking down the door to get the chip because they think all of a sudden they're going to get a digital download in their brain where they can automatically know foreign languages or they can know when to sell the stock or when to buy the stock. Uh, I think people are going to be looking for an upgrade to their body because they want to live forever. I mean, this is gonna, this is going to be sold as something very positive. It's not going to be a negative. What happens to those who refuse to take the chip? Well, uh, they get to see the Lord a lot sooner. <laughs> You know, I think the people that refuse to take the chip, they're just going to have to uh, pray that the Lord, uh, you know, has food appear on their table, you know, or huddle up and support each other. Will Christians, will believers be rounded up at some point, do you suspect? Beheaded? Well, they're already rounding them up in China, and even the Muslims are rounding up, putting them in uh, detention camps, calling them schools. That's already happening. And when you think about it, you know, I, I'm not sure how your Canadian system is, but here in America, the Democrats hate Republicans, Republicans hate the Democrats, and they all want to be in charge. It's all about power and control. And with this artificial intelligence, nations are trying to be the first to control, because the, whoever owns the data, you know, controls the data, controls the world. 
And so right now, the nations, I believe, are all in a race to be the first one to have uh, control of the data so they control the world. You mentioned earlier it's possible the Antichrist might not even be human. He might be a cyborg. He might be artificial intelligence. Exactly. I think it. I think the Antichrist could very well be a human that has all kinds of computer enhancements made within their body. Unnecessary. I mean, I'm not talking about medical enhancements. I'm talking about just upgrades, brain implants. They're already doing brain implants right now. Right, right. This may be as a result, perhaps, of suffering a seemingly fatal head wound. It could be, or else he already had it, and when he has the head wound, uh, it repairs it. You know, I'm not sure which, but I I really believe that it's probably going to be more of a business person who ends up becoming this huge, famous figure. Uh, So we'll have to see as it unfolds. And the the Antichrist is supposed to be able to perform wonders. Uh, Will it be because of the artificial intelligence? Oh, that's a very good point. And it's a false prophet as well is going to be doing all kinds of miracles. But see, this goes back again to like the Exodus plagues, when Moses and Aaron uh, had frogs come out of the water, then Pharaoh's servants had frogs come out of the water. You know, whether it was some of those same frogs, I don't know. But I think God is going to allow the Antichrist maybe to perform some wonders or miracles as well, just to see if people will follow him. And, uh, at the end of the tribulation, what happens then? At the end of the seven years? Well, at the seven, end of the seven years, you have the, the final battle of Armageddon or the Gog Magog War, and the Lord returns. His feet land on the Mount of Olives. It splits in two, and then it talks about how uh, the Antichrist and the false prophet and all of his followers are basically done with for at least a thousand years. And then after that, the Antichrist uh, comes back again and tries to stir up the nations. Uh, and then it's all over. New heavens and a new earth. So there'll be a thousand-year kingdom that Jesus reigns over, but then the Antichrist comes back? I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah, it's in Revelation. After a thousand years, uh, Satan, uh, it may not be the Antichrist per se, but Satan is let loose with all of his hordes, and they try to get the nations to attack Jerusalem again. And then he's put then, down a final time. Yep. And then it's, yeah, then it comes the white throne judgment, uh, the new heavens and the new earth, and we don't have these problems anymore. All right. So we are, it sounds like we're getting close, uh, a, a year and a half maybe to the announcement of the construction of the third temple. What, o- what other signs should we be looking for right now? Well, I think there's some... Uh, obvious signs. I mean, we have, uh, you know, these earthquakes that are going on all over the place. you got volcanoes blowing. But the, the main thing is uh, the love of many is waxing cold. You know, I, I really see uh, just constant strife, fighting. Uh, it's just uh, incredible, the, the different things, the plagues that are happening, Ebola and all these different things. There's a, there's a lot that's happening. Pastor, uh, where can we get a copy of Decoding the Antichrist and the End Times? Well, you can get it at uh, Amazon as one of the main places. If they want to get it from Amazon.com, you can get it from our website, lcdiministries.us. If you want to, just put Mark Biltz in Google, and then you'll find uh, Amazon will pop up, LCDI Ministries will pop up. But I highly recommend the book for Christians that want to know where we're at right now on the biblical calendar. Pastor Bills, thank you so much for this. I appreciate it. Oh, well, thank you, Richard. It's been great being on your program. Thank you. 
Okay, before I dim the lights in my little studio beneath the stairs, I'll be back with a few words on what's coming up next. This segment, sponsored by The Horrible Movie Podcast, available at iTunes and thehorriblemoviepodcast.com. Remember, just because it's from Hollywood doesn't mean it isn't horrible. Be listening Friday when I'll speak with the author of The Death of the Queen of Hearts, a fictional account of the murder of Princess Diana. She had low blood pressure, which indicated internal bleeding, yet the doctor kept her in the tunnel for 40 more minutes. Finally, he loads her into the ambulance, and he tells the driver, go five miles an hour. And this is two o'clock in the morning. Until then, dear friends, I'm Richard Serrett. So long for now. A new Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett drops every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at ConspiracyUnlimitedPodcast.com. Blow your mind. That is all for now. Oh, and remember to share and give a five-star review because we have huge egos and need love. We're like cats. We need... We need constant petting.